And the man who uh, didn't start these rumors but was tipped off to the idea that the Vikings and the Browns are in trade discussions that would send OBJ here to Minnesota for a second and a fifth round pick last year. He's heard on Moose and Maggie on WFAN 660 in New York. It is Mark Malusis. Mark, how are you this afternoon, man? What's going on, guys? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. You gave us plenty to talk about in a sportsless world. <laughs> so first of all, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Yeah, well, I mean, I you know, I didn't pull out of thin air. I just got, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I got a, uh, a text and had a conversation with somebody that, that I trust that basically said, you know, these not, not saying that it was definitely going to happen, but that Minnesota and Cleveland had had conversations about Odell and, um, was told uh, about what Minnesota would be given up in order to make that trade with Cleveland, which would be a two and a five next year. So, I mean, it's fascinating to see if it, if it does happen. I asked, is it definitely going to happen to those? I wouldn't say that. We'll see what happens, anything, but I'm just telling you that the two teams have had conversations. And the, the quote that when you, when you said this on the air today on your guys' airwaves, you said, last night I get a text from a good, well-placed source who basically said, don't be surprised if you see Odell Beckham Jr. get traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Was this unsolicited? You weren't looking for tips? You weren't sniffing no, around to no. see if there was an OBJ trade in the works? No, to be honest, with you, I was not. And, you know, we've I've had a lot of conversations about Odell Beckham Jr. I got to be honest, with you, I was, uh, I got my wife and I. We've got a seven, five, and three year old, and I Oof. think we got just, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we just got a uh, done with baths and dinner, and and I get a text, and it was just kind of out of the blue, and so then it's one of those where it just kind of grabs you. And I said, "Wow, really?" And then we went back and forth a little bit, and yeah, that was it. I was not, uh, you know, I'm not pretending to go out there and be a guy that's breaking stories left and right it's just one that was told to me and somebody that i do trust uh is not gonna you know bs me and tell me something that's not true so you know i asked if the deal was definitely gonna happen no you know it was not given that it just said that the talk the two teams have had conversations about beckham which would be interesting with beckham in minnesota replacing stefan diggs who you guys just traded to the buffalo bills so I thought it was fascinating, and listen, Odell Beckham Jr. is a lightning rod wherever he goes. There's no question about it. Did they give you any indication, Mark, of you said that they they told you that it's not a done deal, that this this trade was going to go down. Did they give you any indication to how close it was to being a done deal, how close they were to some sort of an agreement? No, I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't given. I I wasn't given any kind of a time frame, or I wasn't given any kind of. uh, they're at the two yard line or five yard line or anything. Well, I, you know, obviously when, when someone tells you what has been, uh, what would be sent back as far as compensation to Cleveland, you would think that the talks are, are advanced to a stage of, of just having cursory conversations. So I would look into the fact that, you know, I was told it wasn't just a case of, hey, I hear Minnesota and, and Cleveland are having conversations about Odell Beckham Jr. When I was told the draft capital that would be sent back to Cleveland, you know, it adds even that much more to it. So, I'm, you know, I know Minnesota's cap situation is an intriguing one, and Beckham's making himself a, a lot of money, so there would have to be some maneuvering from Minnesota, but I was not told one way or the other about how close they are in order to get this deal done. Yeah, I want to get you a quick take on this, because I'm kind of reading the room in Minnesota. There's some Vikings fans who are excited about the report, but also some people sort of tempering that optimism um, what do you say to the sort of skeptics in the room about the possibility that wow would this guy really get traded again so quickly after he was traded out of new york 
Yeah, it's interesting. Listen, I, I you know, and I've been uh, not last year when it was in Cleveland, but here in New York, and and I've worked at FAN and SNY locally here in New York for for Odell's entire career. I really enjoy watching him as a player. Here's what you need to know. And listen, Odell could be his own worst enemy. He's passionate. Um, sometimes that passion shows in strange ways, like that interview that he did with Josina Anderson on ESPN. Little Wayne, I thought he was disrespectful at times to Eli Manning. Uh, it didn't end well here in New York after he got that contract. I think the Giants thought if they paid him that Odell, some of the stuff and, and some of the distractions with Odell would kind of temper down, and they didn't. But what you would get, what Odell Beckham is, is he's a passionate football player. His teammates love him. You won't have a giant teammate that will say a bad thing about Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he lays it on the line. He practices hard. There's a lot to like about Beckham as a football player. But there's other things that come along with it. And there might be an unnecessary distraction along the way. He's never gotten into any kind of legal problems. He's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. He just sometimes has lets his emotions get the better of him. So, I was rooting for him last year in Cleveland. If he ends up back in Cleveland or in Minnesota with you guys this year and playing for the Vikings, I'll root for Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's a, I think he's a good young man, um, and he's a really talented football player that I think can do amazing things at the wide receiver position. He's got to stay healthy, and he's got to have a quarterback that can get him the football as well. Now, when you say that, that he, he can be emotional and he's fiery and he's competitive, the Vikings just traded a wide receiver who indications were that it wasn't that he disliked Kirk Cousins or disliked any any one person in particular in the Vikings organization, and that's why he wanted out, Mark. He wanted out because of the style of offense and the style of football that the Vikings play, which is run first to set up the pass, and it doesn't feature a wide receiver. It doesn't spotlight a wide receiver, and Stephon Diggs didn't think he was being used as effectively as he could be to help them win football games. Does that sound like that would be a problem for Odell Beckham Jr., knowing him as well as you do if he were to come here to Minnesota and they didn't change the style of offense that they play? You know what? Here would be the differentiation, I would say, with that is this. As long as you're winning, I don't think you're going to hear a boo-peep from Odell Beckham Jr. I, I really don't. I, I think you know, the, the Giants didn't have a lot of winning days with, with him as wide receiver, and some people have drawn criticism of Odell because of that, right? And, and how much you need an elite-level wide receiver or a quote-unquote diva wide receiver. And the one playoff game came off the boat trip and – you know, down in Miami after they after they ended the regular season, and he played poorly in Green Bay for the Giants. You know, in, in cold conditions. But I would say this: the difference with Beckham would be if Minnesota's winning. I don't think you're really going to hear all that much as long as you know he's getting his looks. You're winning football games. I think he's going to complain about where he is in the offense if they're winning football games. He's not selfish to that level. Beckham knows how good he is. He wants to help a team win. But he's also not going to be divisive to where if the team is winning, he's going to say, where are my touches? Where are my catches? Where am I, you know, why am I not getting the ball? And plus, you're going to look for him in the red zone. So I wouldn't say he'd be divisive in that nature as long as Minnesota's winning games. Now, if you're losing and you're running the football and he's not getting his touches, yeah, he's going to show a lot of frustration as any talented world-class football player would. Mark, it, it, obviously with Odell being in New York for the last few years, and that was kind of on the tail end of Eli, and then Baker Mayfield went through some ups and downs last year as a sophomore quarterback. What would it, t- what would it be to have Odell Beckham having a quarterback like Kirk Cousins throwing him the football who's coming off a, a career season? Yeah, I think it would be intriguing. And listen, uh, you know, Cousins has been roundly criticized at times for, for what he's done and the contract that he got up there in Minnesota and the way that it ended in Washington. But, 
you know, the first thing, and I one thing I didn't love what Beckham had to say when he first, uh, when that trade with Cleveland transpired and Gettleman shuttled him out of here of New York, was when he said, you know, Mayfield, I finally have a quarterback that can get him the football. I think there's a lot of ill will toward the Giants and the way that it ended and the way that the Giant organization, or specifically Dave Gettleman, handled things at the end. You know, I think with Cousins, I think you've seen, you know, Kirk Cousins is a great leader. Um, he was at Michigan State, Washington, and you've seen that there in Minnesota. He's dealt with a lot of the naysayers and people critical of his game. You mentioned he's coming off a very, very good year throwing the football. And I think as long as, you know, Dalvin Cook stays healthy and he's a, you're able to run and throw it off the run, I think Cousins would understand and have a great use. I think the Beckham feeling combination of wide receiver would be epic up there in Minnesota. Did your source give you any indication of whether or not the the Browns are shopping Odell Beckham Jr. around, or are the Vikings the the one and only team that they've had discussions with right now? Yeah, I've only I didn't I don't know if they've had other discussions with teams. I can't speak to that. The only team that, that I heard was Minnesota. Um, so I, I couldn't. He didn't. He didn't tell me that the, the that Beckham was you know San Francisco or any other team or that he's been worked around the room. The only thing he said basically said, "Don't be surprised if you see this happen." And and he gave me the parameters of the deal, and Beckham ended up a Viking. That's Mark Melusis. You can hear him on Moose and Maggie uh, middays on WFAN in New York. And uh, he was the, the first with the rumor, the reported rumor, that the Vikings and Browns talking about in an Odell Beckham Jr. trade. Again, thank you for giving us something to talk about. Thank you for the time, especially now that I know you have a 3, 5, and 7-year-old running around you, Mark. <laughs> and especially there in New York where I know things are a little bit chaotic, a little bit scary. I hope you're staying safe out there and all's well with you, the family, and the whole crew at WFAN. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it, and uh, have a good show, and thanks for having me. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. There's Mark Melusis from WFAN in New York. That sounds like a legit report to me, guys. I don't know. I feel like we vetted it pretty good there from Mark in terms of his source, where this is coming from, the validity to it. Again, I don't know if this trade happens, but it seems like there is at least a small fire where we see this smoke. Wouldn't you all agree after that interview right there? Oh, yeah. I'm fascinated by the quarterback angle of all of this. Because what do we do with Kirk locally? We beat him up. Right. We beat him up to no end. Oh, yeah. For, for everything, for, for, for leadership, for sort of if he's genuine or not, for being a corporate quarterback. And you could make the case that there aren't a lot of situations OBJ could end up where he would land with a better quarterback. I mean, you don't get to call your shots if you're the one being traded, but it's fascinating to me that like, hey, you know, you could do worse. Yeah, like for as much as much heat as Kirk Cousins takes, if you're Odell Beckham Jr. and you get traded to the Vikings, your first thought is probably at least <laughs> at least it's not Baker Mayfield. Yeah, or right. think you of any number I mean? of other teams right, you could exactly. go to and be like, hey, yeah. yikes. <laughs> exactly. Jeez, I ended up in Chicago? Right. Woof. It, I, Sorry, Rami. That's all right. I that's get it. okay. It's I true. It's I, true. At this point, I'd okay. rather have Kirk Cousins than and, Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, I'm and, realistic. And, all right, and the Bears is a is a bad example. I didn't mean to take a personal shot. but Yes, you, you did. No, I you actually totally I really did it. You totally did. All right. <laughs> you totally did. It's okay. Like I, I would have done the same thing. I see right through you. Hey, yeah. guilty. But, I mean, I'm serious, sincere with the point. Like, think of how many worse situations you could land in. Now, that might not sound like a ringing endorsement, but I just thought it was fascinating that, you know, out of Minnesota perspective, a guy who hosts a show on WFAN and, and first reported this possibility of a Browns-Vikings trade thinks highly enough of Kirk Cousins that he says OBJ would like the situation that he lands in. Right.
I liked that part of it. That's fascinating to me. Does the does the fact that and Mark said it right there. He covered Odell Beckham Jr. for a long time when he was in New York. Could his source be somebody close to OBJ who's trying to put that in the waters that the Browns are thinking about trading <laughs> well, OBJ? Look, you never say never, but like as a reporter and I've been in radio for a bit now, like that's a dangerous ball game. I wasn't going to ask him who his source was because I believe Thank in the confidentiality he might have hung up. of anonymous sources. I'm totally okay with him keeping it anonymous. But so if you're I'm carrying just... that much water for a team or for a player, eventually it can come around to bite you. I'm tempted every time somebody has you know, a boss to answer to, a program director that they have to sit down with after the show. I'm tempted to say, all right, okay, I'll hear you out. Let's, let's listen to this, even though, as he said... He's not necessarily claiming to be the guy out breaking NFL news left and right like an Adam Schefter or Tom Palacero. I'm just following the breadcrumbs, man, and trying to figure out, trying to figure out who this source is and where this report came from. Think and about g- given that Moose is a guy who is is based in New York, was there and has apparently some kind of relationship with OBJ or people in his circle, that makes me think that maybe his source is close to OBJ, but and this could be getting put out there too because players do that. And they're, but why well, would you players, do the compensation? Why why would you give the draft picks that would be going the other that's way? That's a good question. And if you were OBJ, think about how much more professional athletes have control over their situation than they did even five years ago, ten years ago. It, look at Stefan Diggs. You didn't need to get like a big you know Jay Glazer report. Diggs you know is being shopped around. That, just send some tweets, man. Just send some cryptic tweets for long enough that people get annoyed by it, and they'll ship you out for some, you know, whatever the package is that you get back from Buffalo, whether you think it's underwhelming or not. I don't think that you need the media's help necessarily to fan these flames, especially, Rami, if you're a star as big as OBJ. Did we ever think to just two years after arguably the greatest play in Vikings history that that receiver would be gone? Oh, no chance. No chance. If you would have told me on, if you would ask me on whatever it was, January 16th of 2018, right, right. that this guy was going to be gone in two years, I said, no, this dude's a Viking for let's, life. Let's play that out. Declan, uh, yeah, your boy, I know, Minneapolis Miracle, congratulations. He's going to get traded within the next two years. What do you think? I would say 0% chance, not well, a non 0% chance, a 0% chance. But what if I told you he sent some cryptic tweets with a dot, dot, dot at the end? <laughs> for like a full season. The cryptic tweets. What not. if? I don't know. That 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 didn't tip me off. But it's fine. I understand where you're going. I still would have I I would have not Correct. I agree with you. Zero percent chance. And I would have said the same thing, like, okay, OBJ in New York, the Eli thing, all right. When he got traded, I think we were all surprised, at least like, wow, oh my gosh, that's a superstar move. But not like it it's not unprecedented in the history of sports, in the history of the NFL. To have that situation melt down so quickly for a team that a year ago people were talking about as having possible Super Bowl aspirations, to have that end so quickly if a trade were to go down, whether it's the Vikings or anybody else, that would surprise me too. It would surprise me how quickly that whole situation I wouldn't be surprised if they traded Odell Beckham Jr. That wouldn't surprise me in the least. It'd be slightly surprising if it was to the Vikings, given they just traded Stephon Diggs for the reasons that they just traded Stephon Diggs. But I wouldn't be all that surprised if the Browns traded Odell Beckham Jr. No, not now. Like today, if I told you that, or yesterday, if you told me that, that, hey. Oh, you're saying if you you told me that a year ago? When when the trade was made, he's in Cleveland now. Oh, my gosh. We all fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. It was was kitchens to the Super Bowl. Like, wow, we, uh, you know. Unbelievable aspirations, 
that in hindsight looked pretty laughable, knowing who the quarterback is. Um, the curve on Brown's fever flattened real quick, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they bent that curve downward. That curve flattened like it didn't take any social distancing. It didn't take testing. It just took the Browns stepping out of football field and for us all to be reminded, yeah, they're, they're still the Browns. Still the Browns. That flattened that curve right away. Disappointing. But yeah, today I wouldn't be surprised. But a year ago, I would have been like, wow, two trades in a year. That's what, what happened. What went wrong? Declan, how much time do we have left in this here show? There's uh, about, a couple of things about, I want to try and squeeze in. but About not, two minutes. Oh, man, we're not going to be able to squeeze either. Talk really time. fast. So I'll just use the last two minutes to ridicule Declan, who yesterday, I Derek, I don't know if you caught the show yesterday. We did random power rankings. We usually do those with you on Wednesday, but Collar, Declan, and I kind of stumbled into candy talk and our favorite candies, so we decided to do candy power rankings. And my guy, who's oh, doing a bang-up job today, by the way, there with are, the breaking news yep. and tracking down... All-star guests. Awesome job, Declan. Uh, you know what he put for number one there in his some, candy power rankings? I, I don't know exactly where you're going with this, but there's some scuttlebutt around the hallways at, at Hubbard, not just Score North, but kind of around about this this talker, right? There are some people pretty upset. I don't know what it was. You put an icy. Like a icy, sugar, like a slushy? A sugary, yes. slushy ice drink, like a Slurpee, an icy, a slushy, whatever you want to call it. He put that as his number one candy. And Matthew and I Ooh. tried to convince him that that is not a candy. The sugary beverage. You need to rework your power rankings, dude. From, sh- from flavored sugar, it's totally candy. And he refused, Derek. He well. refused. <laughs> so to shame him, I put up this poll. Is an icy slash slurpy candy? I know this is not a question, but at Dex's tweets, put it number one in his candy power rankings. And uh, I gave you two options, yes or no, that's stupid. And oh, no. <laughs> no, that's stupid. Got 92.4 percent of the vote to which Declan on Twitter yesterday admitted he was wrong but in the most condescending name calling way (laughs) that a millennial could do Declan we have very limited time left in the show do you want to graciously admit that you were wrong without name calling without being condescending without a backhanded admittal just admit I was wrong and I know I was wrong and I'm sorry I should have listened to Matthew and Rami I'm sorry they're so hot Takey sugary people out there that he's could not understand Derek, that he's still an icy is candy. Still doing it. So you ninety two percent sheep in your herd have fun being in your little circle. The eight percent of us are going to be drinking this is not icy and candy. Declan. This That's is fine. not flattering, and this will not get I'm you not far a in your guy. broadcast so career. I try to pass on yep. little nuggets of wisdom 